You're listening to the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. This is episode five. Are you a lady boss making 50 to 100,000 in your business and you're ready to break through that six-figure barrier? Have you done a great job of creating a nice life as the ultimate gig master, but know your inner CEO is calling you to greater heights? You're in the right place if you want to create and implement solid fundamentals in your business without sacrificing fun. I'm Pam Ivey. I'm certified in small business management, and I concentrate in the areas of training and certifying real estate assistants coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs in online business, marketing, growth, and profit acceleration. And I take men and women business owners aged 40 plus to bucket list destinations around the world for a month at a time to work, explore, and live in community. And I'm Jane Gary, known as the sales strategist for the non-sales person. And I work with business owners who want to increase their conversion rate, shorten their sales cycle, and have more impact and influence with the work they do all while having more fun with selling. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Flourish and Grow to CEO, the podcast. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk to you about branding and messaging and marketing. And these are a couple of areas that people groan about, but they're so important that we nail in order to move our business forward and to grow. So, I first wanted to talk a little bit about branding because people often mistake branding for the visuals, the logo and the colors. And people want to dive in, right? And play with colors and play with different topography or fonts. But we have to really understand and get that branding is really the space that you occupy in your clients and your prospective clients' mind. It's what people think about when the name of your company is said. So that's really branding. It's your personality and it's what you want people to think when people say your company name. Does that sound good, Jane? Do you think that's nice and clear? Yeah, I think that's perfect. I know branding can get so confusing for a lot of people and there's there are a lot of different facets to it, but absolutely branding should just be the feeling, the thought of the feeling somebody knows they can experience with you when they work with you or your company. Yeah, I think you brought up an excellent point too, because it's definitely the feeling that people have when they think of you too. Mm -hmm. And when we really are able to develop our personality, our brand personality, and, you know, develop the thought that we have, we want to have in our perspective and our clients' minds, we're really able to envelop our messaging. Yeah, and the messaging piece is really important. So the branding and the messaging, those have to be really on point. And that is what gives people the the feeling of security because they know what they can expect from working with you. So can you give us some examples maybe of messaging? Yeah, a lot of people confuse messaging and they think it's just something you slapdash put together and shoot out there. And the messaging is really one of the most critical components of your entire business model and particularly of your brand. And here's why. 
when a message is on point, it will very naturally, and by naturally, it's the end result, although you have to be strategic to get to the natural. But when a message is on point, it will have recognition and resonance for your ideal clients. So let me jump into that a little bit further. So the recognition means they're able to realize, they're able to recognize that, hey, where has this person been my whole life? This is what I need. Their services, that's what I need to get where I want to be. So there's a point of recognition where they know that they need you and you're going to be a good fit. The problem that they have is probably able to be solved by the solution that you're offering. So that's the point of recognition, which should show up in your messaging. There's also the point of resonance and resonance is more the feel. The resonance is, oh, I feel like this person gets me. I feel like this person understands the challenges and the struggles that I've had. I really feel like this person would resonate with what I'm doing and what I want to do and where I want to be with my business and my life. So messaging has got to be so dialed in that when your ideal clients read it or hear it or experience it in any medium from you and your company, they recognize and resonate with it. Without those two things happening as a result of your spot on message, it's going to be really challenging to get clients. And that's because you're going to get caught in the noise. You're going to get stuck and sound like everybody else. And it's just not something that's going to be compelling. So messaging, 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 you really want to pay a lot of attention and time to that. Exactly. And you know where we start with our messaging? Because you're saying we want people to say, oh my God, it's like she knows me or she gets me or you took the words right out of my mouth. We really have to understand our ideal client avatar. Mm -hmm. And I know that people struggle with this because they say, oh my goodness, I've done this. I know who my ideal client is. But oftentimes, you know, what we hear is when we say, who's your ideal client? They'll say, I work with women who own a business and are stuck. Right. Yeah. It's it's just not clear enough. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Messaging, you really want to think about what are your ideal clients? What are their problems? What are their challenges? What are they sick and tired of dealing with? What do they no longer want to have in their life? What do they want to let go of? What do they wish weren't as it were? And on the flip side, what do they most want? What do they dream of? What do they hope for? I call it the 2 a.m. in the middle of the night problem. When they're in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, in the middle of the night, and they can't sleep, what are they saying to themselves? And this right. a lot of business owners get tripped up because they know from a different level and from a different vantage point what their ideal clients need and want. But here's the thing. Your ideal clients almost never know what they really, really need and what they really, really want. It's almost kind of like a surface level. I want more money. I want more time. I want this business to be successful. And that's good. That's a start for your messaging. But in the messaging, you need to dig deeper to figure out what is the underlying root problem or desire they have from all of that. So two o'clock in the morning, you want to think in terms of their mind. What are they saying to themselves? in the dark when nobody else can hear them. That's an important one. What is the self-talk that's going on in their head? Right. What would the ultimate vision be of what they want their life to look like? Yes. Because a business is part of your life. So somehow, can you help them get there? Mm -hmm. There's so many questions that you need answers to. And I'm thinking, Jane, what we'll do is in our show notes for this episode, 
we'll include a list of those questions that you should be asking to really hone in on who your ideal client is. I think it'll be most helpful. Yep. We've totally done it. Jane and I have done it. So it's very detailed. And oh, one of the best ways I want to let people in on this secret is to interview your ideal client or the clients that you love to work with. Let's start there. So your current clients or past clients that you absolutely adored working with, talk to them. Ask them these questions that we're going to give to you in the show notes. And what you'll get, not only you'll get a clearer view of who your ideal client is, but you'll get their language, how they describe what their problems and their hopes and their dreams are. When you use that in your marketing, that's how you seriously resonate with your ideal client. Yeah, their language is, that's the ticket right there. It's not your language, it's their language. Mm -hmm. So of course, we're going to delve much further into the branding and messaging side of our businesses with amazing experts that we have come on to the show in upcoming episodes. How about we talk about marketing? And I know Jane is rolling her eyes because it's not her favorite topic, but (laughs) it's one that's mine. So I'm so excited to talk about it. Well, as you know, over the years, I have embraced marketing. So for some of you, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, woo, let's get into marketing. I love it. And you're like, Pam, that's great. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to all the other people right now, like me, who go marketing. It's just the bane of my existence. I know it has to be done, but I don't really love doing it. So Hopefully, we are going to give you some clarity today on what marketing actually is and how you can turn it from something you just can't stand the thought of doing to something that actually can be pretty fun. And it can be fun. And I think why a lot of people don't like marketing, quote unquote, or it overwhelms them so much is because there's always a new marketing flavor of the day, I like to call it. There's a new tactic. Remember, we were talking about strategy and tactics We need to have our overall strategy first. And part of that is knowing who your ideal client is, where they hang out, where they get their information from, who else they listen to. Mm -hmm. And it can really hone in on what tactics you use to achieve the overall vision, you know, with your strategy. So going back to fundamentals, then we're going to really concentrate on what's called the ATIS model. That's A-I-D. A-S, and that's for attract, like attracting attention to your business, maintaining interest, creating desire for what you have to sell, people taking action so they're actually buying what you're selling, and afterwards to satisfy customers because that results in repeat business and recommendations and testimonials so we can have more business. Here's an example. Let's put it into something that you can relate to. Let's say you've structured your website around the ADA model and you're going to use, let's say, content marketing to drive people to your site. In your content, you can grab their attention and deeply engage with them. Your target audience will start to become curious about what your company actually does. So in this stage, the attract attention, the customer is asking, what is it? In order to get to this stage, you've got to first get your content in front of them. And this comes with increased brand awareness and effective messaging, what we were talking about before. 
So for example, effective content marketing is one method of attracting visitors to your website. If you create content that solves their problems and focuses on their passions, you'll be able to draw them in and provide a solution. When executed effectively, your target audience should be able to discover your content through Google, social media, and other channels that you decide that you want to use. Because you know, as a side note, doing your homework on your ideal client avatar, where they hang out. So our next step in ATIS is to generate interest. Once your target audience is interested in your product or service, they'll want to learn more about your brand, the benefits of your solution, and your potential fit with them. In this stage, the goal is to get them to think, hmm, I like it. In order to get to this stage, your content has got to be persuasive and engaging. While the first stage of ADA is capturing their attention, this stage is about holding it. So you can do this with a hook. For example, let's say your content marketing was effective in drawing them into your website to learn about a pain, a problem, or a need they have. You might then, quote unquote, hook them with engaging storytelling that demonstrates the why behind your solution. Stories really resonate with humans, and it's a simple way to convey information in a way that stimulates empathy and curiosity. Jane is a masterful storyteller, and you really use this well to draw people into your brand. Yeah, storytelling is actually, we were wired to tell stories back in the, okay, can I history geek out for a little minute here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Jane loves history. (laughs) So back in the day, since the dawn of time, we really have been storytellers because there was no such thing as the internet. There wasn't even any such thing as pen and paper. And so the storytellers of old, they were one of the valued members of the community, they had the reverence as an elder, a tribe elder, because the storyteller was the person that would bring you the news. The storyteller was the person that could tell you what was going on out in the world. And the storyteller was the one that would, of course, create a sense of community and curiosity for just life and the rest of your tribe. And it's a bonding technique. So while it has become very fashionable as a bonding technique in a in a natural way, but definitely through the way of being strategic about it. Originally, storytelling, it's just what we did. It's just what we did as humans. As humans, So we as people, we as the human race, we're always going to naturally connect to somebody telling a story. It's how we absorb information. It's how we start really lighting our souls on fire so that we want to go do something or be something. It's in Yeah, absolutely. Light you up and really interest people. And it's a wonderful way to learn about your brand too, is through story. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So the next step in ATIS is to stimulate desire. So they want what you got. (laughs) So people do business. Of course, we know. We've heard this before with people they know, like, and trust. And it's something I've called forever the KLT factor. That's no like, and trust. The first two stages of the ATA model establishes the no and the like. The goal of this desire stage is to change it from I like it to I want what she's got. (laughs) And that's done by cementing in the final piece of the puzzle, which is trust. To do this, keep serving them content, 
make sure they subscribe to your blog, follow you on social media, and download your offers. The more prospects interact with your brand, the more they'll trust you, boosting the chances they'll eventually buy your products or services and become your customer. So for example, the prospects you're most likely to close are the customers who envision a future with you. They already enjoy consuming your content and think your product and service will be even better. For this reason, you've got to institute a gap between where they are now and where they could be with your solution. At the same time, you've got to establish social proof with case studies and testimonials. Before and after style content is a great example of how to stimulate desire while gaining trust with people. The next step in ATIS is to spur into action. So after you generate enough desire for your products or services, give your prospects the chance to act on it. After all, what's the point of creating content and building deep relationships with prospects if there isn't a clear next step? So don't be coy about it. Ask them to buy. The goal in this step is to get them to decide from, you know, I want it to, I'm getting it. No matter what the next step is, you should compel them to respond with low friction, but high incentive calls to action. And by low friction, we mean make it as easy as possible to buy for you. Don't put any obstacles in the way or hoops that they have to jump through because nothing's more frustrating. For example, whether they're far away or close to a purchasing decision, the next step that you present should be high value. In other words, it's got to help them in some way. If they understand what the outcome of your offer is and find it valuable, they'll be more likely to act since they aren't simply committing to a sales call or sales content. Consider exactly how you can provide that value while motivating them to engage with you. The calls to action or CTAs for this next step or offer should be prominent, clear, and as I said, uncomplicated. Perhaps it's a button or a banner that spells out what action they need to take and what they get if they do that action. By eliminating friction in the process, making it simpler, you really increase your likelihood of success or getting that sale. And let's not forget the S in ATIS, and that's to satisfy your customers. Ensuring your customers are well served and any support requests are responded to promptly even when providing unexpected extras or bonuses, that's a great idea, to ensure really satisfied customers. Remember that satisfied customers can send you business or give you more. The ADA model or ADIS is a sturdy framework for guiding your audience through the buyer's journey and spurring them into action. And if you apply it to your content marketing and your overall marketing strategy, you'll be leveraging a proven formula that can consistently engage, persuade, and convert an audience into customers. Does that make it seem a little less daunting for you, Jane? <laughs> well, yes, it does, Pam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if we can keep those steps in mind, though, that we're always trying to move our customers through a step right. or each step of that ATIS model, which you know, marketing funnels are such a big topic of discussion these days. 
your ATIS model is really a, a funnel. Mm-hmm. So you're moving your customers from one step to the next. Right. That's what I was going to say. It's just, it's a journey. It's a journey. And one uh-huh. of the things that we're really passionate about here at Flourishing Grow to CEO is again, understanding that interconnectedness. So without really great marketing, that's moving them through a journey with points of resonance and recognition it can get challenging to move them into having a conversation with you or a consultation because there's either no flow and they really don't understand or they're not enjoying the journey. So they don't want to take the next step to speak with you or it's a misfire. It's a disconnect. They don't understand why they would work with you to begin with. So they're certainly not going to get into a consultation with you. Marketing Mm -hmm. and the branding and the messaging all work very, very closely together. And then the interconnectedness on both sides going forward, it's sales so that you have people who are pre-qualified really to have a conversation with you. And then the other side, the, the pre kind of side, now we're back to the vision and strategy is the journey that you're taking your ideal clients on through your branding and your marketing and messaging. Is it supporting the strategy? Exactly. And the overall vision, right? And the overall vision. My gosh, I do see how that all connects together. (laughs) (laughs) It's so important that our foundations, they're just not standalone. You know, I have to make sure that my branding and messaging is correct. Because if you don't, and you're get to the marketing side, you're not resonating with people. They're not saying, I want to buy your product, because they're really not understanding how it can help them or help get them to the transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the ultimate goal of marketing, I like to say is building relationships, number one, because that's what we do in our businesses. And people, as I said, work with people they know, like, and trust that KLT factor. So it's building relationships. But our ultimate goal of marketing is to create that sales conversation. Right. And that's what we're going to be speaking about next week, right? We are going to be talking about sales and selling, my favorite. (laughs) Yes. Jane is known as the sales strategist expert. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week, sales and leadership. Mm -hmm. Leadership, of course, you think of teams right away, right? You're leading a team, but it's also leadership of the business. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that next week as well. Yes, I cannot wait to dive into that topic. Absolutely. So there you have it. There's an overview of branding and messaging and marketing. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. Be sure to visit our website at flourish.biz. That's F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H dot biz, where you can subscribe to the show's in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss an episode. You can also find our show notes and resources there too. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd love for you to leave a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would sure help us out too. Now, get out there and flourish.